in dealing with healthy boundaries, many times we don't have a problem being in our A-game and supporting and encouraging others, especially at work or in some situations when we're really called to be supportive and give to others. But in the same time, many times boundaries that are involving us uh, or even in spiritual life, sometimes it is difficult. Like, how do we think about this? And how do we, what does that mean to give our will to God, my will, God's will? And it is difficult sometimes to understand how can we be like Christ giving compassion and at the same time having healthy boundaries. And is there a psychological maturation process that we can really lean into some insights? And how do we start discerning healthy boundaries on many levels, thoughts, emotions, even our own beliefs? that will impact the relationships with others. How can we interpret the verse, wise as a serpent, but gentle as a dove? And if we're supposed to just give, 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 why did Christ then said over and over, what do you need? What do you want? And said, ask whatever you ask in my name. God in heaven will answer you. Why would we say that, right? Ask what you want if there's no will. So I'll unpack all this and more, including I'll share my story about discerning. And it was a big, big decision for me to move from my psychiatry practice to become an educator. And I gave up my psychiatry practice and I've been an educator for many years. I came back to psychiatry, but I want to share with you that discernment, which really helped exactly with this idea of discernment and my will, God's will. And if you're a regular Welcome back into this space, share space between science, psychology, Christian faith, and spiritual care. In the same time, to help you regenerate on the go, to help you move from grief to hope, from burnout to joy, and to continue to fulfill towards your your mission and to move towards your highest potential in Christ. And if you don't know me, I'm Dr. Yuana Popa from Team for the Soul, and I want to welcome you back. And if you're enjoying what I'm sharing here, I encourage you to spread the word. I'm really passionate about professional Christian women's and Christian women's in general, and I want us to be able to continue to serve others with joy, with energy, and that peace that surpasses all understanding. And without further ado, let's dive in. So as mentioned, I'm going to talk about some interesting psychological concepts like locus of control. And I'm going to talk about healthy boundaries in the context also of our Christian faith that will help us think about how do we think of boundaries with others, also internal boundaries with our thoughts, our emotions, and also our beliefs. And what are some discernment points? And how does this impact our will? Like we say so much, well, we want to give our will to God. Sure, this is great, but what does it mean we give our will to God? Who are we giving our will to God? Is that, and who, which will are we following? If I am going to constantly say, be passive, and I'll say, well, whatever it's going to happen is going to happen, then what's happening with our own will? And why do we have so much codependency in the world? And many Christian women are finding themselves in impossible situation, even when we're strong and powerful in our professional life. And nonetheless, we get caught up because guess what? As Christian women and women in general, we are much more prone to conformity and to authority. Those are wired in our brain. And the psychological studies showing that 
we listen so much quickly. If there's an authority figure, we're going like, oh, okay, okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and sometimes we can catch it and we're like, no, we're not going to do that. But it catches us off guard. And I'll give you my example. So when, how many years ago was it? Maybe 15, 20 years ago, I've wanted to teach. I really felt in my heart. I homeschooled my kids for a while and I just loved it. And I discovered the joy of being an educator. And I wanted to really switch to that. But it felt like so difficult. Like, how do I do this? Like, I'm going to give up my psychiatry practice. What does it all mean? And how do I support my family without putting and endangering my finances and my financial situation? So this whole process took me about two, three years to clarify what I wanted. Because anytime I would ask for advice, people would say, no, don't do that. That's kind of silly for many, many reasons. And no, I mean, you you work so hard for your profession. That was the most common one that I've been hearing. What are you talking about? You went to medical school. You did your psychiatry residency training. You work already as a psychiatrist. You're going to throw up the window, all that. So to me, those beliefs and these thoughts grab a hold in my consciousness. So my decision point after a long time to figure this out, it was something like this. My, my turning point was something like this. When I realized, wait a minute, because I was caught, you know, does I want to follow God's will. I'm actually helping people. People come to me all the time and say, wow, you did amazing. This is so helpful. But inside I was dead. Inside I felt like I'm missing something. I wasn't really addressing the entirety of a human being. I was helping with emotions. I was helping with thoughts, but not with the spiritual life. I wasn't helping with a wholeness. And I wasn't clearly talking about God because as a psychiatrist, we don't do that. You know, we really want to respect other people's perspective, which makes so much sense to me, right? And at the same time, I wanted to shout on the top of the roof about God and how amazing God is and how there is a universal consciousness out there. Christ does bring the good news of resurrection. We are born for eternity. So I was really caught into this. But in the same time, I had a stable profession that I invested a lot of, lot of years and everyone else that I've asked said, no, it's not a good idea. So I was caught into this. So the bottom line for me was something like this. I had this moment like, okay, I'm going to follow God's will. Like, what is God's will? I need to really discern here. So I was needed to set some healthy boundaries for myself. And I realized that all of a sudden, I was putting my decision-making process outside of myself. I was asking other people, which is great. By the way, we want to ask for advice. Don't get me wrong. Ask your mentors, your dear friends, your community. But ultimately, if we want to be with God, we cannot ask other people about their perception of God and what should I do? Because that is secondary theology, which I mentioned many times. In other words, we learn about God from other people, but how about our experience? How about our primary theology? So I had this gun moment and I said, okay, how do I find out God's will? How do I find out God's will? Kind of like that. Of course, I'm saying in a joking way, but it was a struggle for me. And I had this revelation one time and I was like, well, fast forward. I'm going to be at the end of my life. Imagine I died and I'm going to be face to face with God, with my ultimate reality. And I asked this question, well, God, I already started seeing myself. God, I'm sorry about this life. I just, I was a psychiatrist. I helped lots of people, but inside of my heart, I felt kind of dead. And so I want to be an educator. 
And all of a sudden I had this pause and I'm like, hmm. and that allowed me to get this awareness. And there was a sense of universal awareness in my presence. It was inside of me. It was not like outside of me. And there was this question that just popped into my mind, like, all right, Ioana, so why didn't you? Why didn't you change to become an educator? And all of a sudden, it was like a scale falling off my eyes. I saw the different reasons. First of all, there were some of my conditionings. Oh, uh, well, that's how I was trained. And isn't that giving up? Not a good idea. I should. And also the, the saying that we have in our church, right? We have to bury a cross. I should just carry my cross and I will... I need to do this. That was one layer. And then hmm, other people's comments. And so that was crazy. They thought I would were downplaying this as if I'm just, you know, as if there's a profession that's more highly regarded. Hey, physician, highly regarded. Mind you, we need physicians versus educators was kind of like here. That was the kind of the contempt I'd get from people. And I'm like, wait a minute, educators are teaching the next generations, they are even more essential. So that scale fall off my eyes. Or like, hmm, people are going to think that I'm crazy, so to speak, or just not really a sound mind or sound judgment. That was part of it. I'm like, does that really fly in God's eyes? Or the other one, oh, I'm going to make less money. Like, I'm going to give up my years of education as if my experience is just going to be thrown out of the window. Like I'm still the same person. And I realized, wait a minute, all those things are constructs, are beliefs coming from other people, from my own conditioning. And who knows what other lies the evil one is saying inside of me. But I just realized, wait a minute, I have only one life and I'm going to live in regrets. And this is where the consequences of us Sometimes being passive and just following other people's suggestions, when in many other situations we have no trouble, can get us into difficulties, right? We And I'm saying this in a loving way, but we know that in many spiritual experiences and many churches, and I'm not going to name any denominations here, but there's been cases of abuse, there's been cases of things not so kind that had happened to people. So why would we trust blindly a spiritual guide? And that's one of the reasons I don't like spiritual director. I like spiritual care provider because spiritual director means someone is directing me. Although fundamentally, that's not what a spiritual director does, by the way. It's just the name. The name implies there's someone externally directing me, but that's not how it is. Why would we follow blindly someone telling us what to do about our spiritual life or about our vocation, about different decisions when we feel in our hearts that maybe we need to change or any other decisions that we might make about finances, parenting, and whatnot? Mind you, we need experts. We need other people to model us. I'm 100% for that. But in the same time, we need discernment. We need discernment when to say yes, and we need discernment when to say no. And in the same time, there are situations where people, if we keep the decision-making outside of ourselves, we can be swiped away in situations that afterwards we might not like. For example, there are many times families come to me. There is maybe 
a family member that is problematic and they don't know how to set boundaries with that because they follow Christ and they want to be always kind and compassion. Well, what we permit, and this is not my saying, I heard it, but I see it over and over. What we permit, we promote. So unless we also speak up when we need to, this is things will just unfold in ways that we don't necessarily want. All right. So God gave us a brain. God gave us high intelligence. So yes, we need to ask as many advices as we can. We need to surround ourselves with people that can encourage us, that people can really see and mirror us, right? In a loving way. And in the same time, we used to use our brain because it's in my experience and my example that I gave you when I had to choose, should I continue with this profession that was deadening to me? It was always helping so many people. Or do I take a leap of faith and move forward? And if I do that, how do I do it? How do I know if God's is on my side or not, right? It was a boundary that I had to set around my profession, around my work. And I give this example because it really cuts to the core of discerning internally. I had to grab a hold of myself and my own maturation process and realizing that by not choosing, by going with the flow, I'm actually choosing. I can stay in the flow or I can choose not to. And I'll tell you this very, very, in a very simple way, right? No one, unless we're in extreme situations, like incarceration, prison, no one can make us really move to the left or to the right. Wake up at five in the morning or wake up at seven or wake up at 10 in the morning. Go to bed at nine or go to bed at 11. Choose to pick up our car keys and go to do our nail polish. Go to the gym or not go to the gym. Go to the groceries or not go to the groceries. Pick up that bag of candy and chocolate that I know is not good for me and put it in the cart at the grocery stop or not. Can you see? We have 16 hours a day awake on average, 60 minutes. And how many seconds? 60 seconds. Multiply that. That is about 57,600 awake moments. I just put this in my calculator not too long ago. So there's a lot of moments that we choose. So why would we think that we only have to choose once in a lifetime? Sure, some decisions are really big, but we make choices all the time and we need to mature. We need to grow up. Of course, we want to grow up. We all want to grow up. Me too, I want to grow up. But I still catch myself at times allowing the decision to be outside of myself. And that is an ongoing process for all of us. So I want to encourage you, you might have heard about this, The cool psychological concept that I want to bring in here is called locus of control. The locus of control means our agency, our sense of, I can move my body. I can speak or not speak. What I said earlier, I can move to the right or move to the left. The locus of control, naturally, when we're young, it's external. There's someone outside of us making decisions. And it's not uncommon for most of us, especially, as I said, as Christian women, because we're so prone in our brain to be connected and to respond to want to be in a group and to respond to conformity and respond to authority. Our brain are so wired that way that even when we don't think we are, even when we think we're rebellious, we actually still conform. We're like moving to the other side. We're like, no, 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 I'm going to do it my way. But guess what? We're still in our mind 
moving back and forth, been there, done that, and I'm catching myself all the time. In the process of transformation and maturation, and this never ends, we keep growing. We're moving the local of control, the agency from external, a point of reference at external of us to our internal reference point. And then, of course, we're not in a vacuum. We're always going to check with others. We form a trinity, right? My will, as far as I know, to the best of my abilities, to the best of my wisdom, to the best of my intellect, I'm going to check what other people are saying and with God, who's operating Trinitarian from inside and also outside. And when we do that, and then we ask God, God, this is the best I can think of. And that's exactly what I did when I switched. I said, God, when all of a sudden, all the scales fell off my, my eyes and I'm like, okay, I am clear here that nothing can make me decide if I'm going to do it or not. It's going to be me. I have to take the responsibility and I have to take the consequences. I can be passive about it and not change. There are going to be consequences. I can be active and make a choice of not choosing to stay passive and there will be consequences. Which ones I'm really willing to and assume in my responsibility. I'm assuming and I'm going to take a grab a hold of myself with that. And all of a sudden there was this joy. All of a sudden there was a sense of adventure in my life. All of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, I have one life. Do I want to live with a life of regrets? No, but it's scary, right? That's why it took me two years, almost three years to make the decision because it was scary. But here's what I, I remember, the Gethsemane prayer. When God was in the garden of Gethsemane, he said, God, this is my will. Take this cup away from me. So if you can see, even Christ had a will and he was able to identify it. We have to have a will first to give it to God. If we don't have a will, we won't be able to give what we're giving to God. So he said, God, if it's in your will, take this cup away from me. But now my will be done, but yours. And in all humility and acceptance, I asked that. I said, God, to the best of my ability, this is what I think it's right. And for this reason, but not my will be done, yours. But I'm laying it down at your feet. I was able to formulate my will. Can you see where I'm going with this? And with healthy boundaries, we need to formulate first what we really, really want. And God said, whatever you want, ask, and it'll be given to you. So I did that and I asked the second part of it, but now my will be done but yours. And there were some technical things around finances. You know, I couldn't, they offer me out of school part-time, but that wouldn't have worked for me financially. I needed a really full-time. And I prayed and I put it to rest. And the next day they called me and said, you know what, we, were, we offered you a part-time, but now we actually met as a board. And we decided, because there's an influx of students, to offer you full-time. I was about to fall off my chair because then it was so clear, oh, this is God's will. But do you think that I would have gotten necessarily to this without my internal process and my formulating what I really, really wanted? Was it easy? No was very uncomfortable. Mind you, it was very uncomfortable. Like I'm going on a limb here. I don't know what's going to happen, but I've got the confirmation. There was an answer that I was able to put down on paper and was clear. I'm not going to jeopardize my family with all the finances, but it was very clear. Once the finances will work out, I am moving. And 
letting go of psychiatry practice, and I'm going to be an educator. Amen. So once I was clear, so that's the process to really discern what are we wanting first? And then as God, in Gethsemane prayer, God, but not my will, your will be done. And then wait, and then, but be clear. Okay, if this happens, I'm going to work it out this way without compromising, right? Being fully aware of the consequences and be even prepared for them. Yes or no, I'm not going to jeopardize my family's finances. That was very clear to me. So in that moment, I realized the reality of the locus of control. It fully grabbed a hold of me internally. It became an internal locus of control. Now, mind you, there's so many areas of life. Absolutely. It's a process we constantly move through. And the biggest thing is when we realize that God is not an external point. See, sometimes we think of God as this external being. Mind you, of course, it's outside of us because he's moving the universe and the entire creation and cosmos. But he's also, there's a wellspring. It's moving from inside of us. And he's also moving us inside. So we have access through our perceptions, our sight, our hearing, our touch, our taste, our smell, through God outside of us, and also through our inner eyes, in our soul, we have awareness of God inside of us. And we have thinking here to discern. So type in the chat if you're resonating with this and what questions you might have about it. But here's what I want to share as we're wrapping this up. The level of discernments, which I cover extensively in my programs and in my community for Christian women, but I want to give you the tools right now, has to do with discerning on an action level. What do we say? How do we do? Where do we move left and right when we set boundaries in good ways? How about our emotions? How we discern our emotions? First of all, just because I'm feeling great, oh yeah, I should make this decision. Well, what if it's just based on an emotion? Is that really my entire being? in this process of discernment, right? We cannot allow just emotion alone to make us move because sometimes it could be a dopamine rush or it could be fear. So we need to discern the emotion. We also need to discern our thoughts. Like I might have an idea, but if it's really from God, it's going to resonate on multiple levels, not just today, but tomorrow when I wake up, it's also going to resonate. I'm going to be able to test it, right? God said, be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. So we need to use our critical thinking and really test it. We cannot compromise the freedom of thought. Is this really from God and I? Does it make sense to me to the best of my ability? And does it feel like also is respectful to other people and is respectful to myself, right? What's a larger perspective for that? And how about are my beliefs? Is that in alignment with my beliefs? And what are the consequences that if I make this decision or the other? I'm not trying to complicate things here, but as you write things down, let it wash over you. You might remember me. I'm all about training our subconscious and our wisdom that can hold all day. So just feed them in your wisdom. And as the situation arises, just ask yourself, how do I make this decision and discernment? If I need to set some boundaries, say yes, no, or I need to move forward to say yes, right? Is this encompassing my thoughts? Am I at peace with the thoughts? Did I test it with myself? 
And did I test it with other people? How about my emotions? Is this because of fear? Is it because of just a dopamine rush right now? Like, what is it? What is at that center? And how is this in alignment with my beliefs and my values? And if still there's questions about it, what I encourage you, talk with a mentor, talk with your community. If you are in my group coaching community of Christian women, send me a message, send a chat in our chat group. I encourage you, you can email me. And actually, I set up for exactly this purpose because I want you to have the tools You can set up a call, Clarity Call. I'm offering my time for free to support Christian women, professional Christian women, because I'm so passionate about it, to set up a call with me. And then with that, start thinking of the locus of control. Start thinking of the sense of agency and just test it as you go about the day. Wow, I'm choosing to do this. Very simple ways, like a muscle. Training our will and our choices and discernment is like a muscle. Test it in small ways. And allow yourself as you go about your day to say, okay, I made a choice. I could have gone differently as opposed to constantly being an automatic pilot. All right. I hope this helps. Type in the chat your reactions. Set up a call with me if you want to. And with that, I hope this is of help to you. And I'm going to end with a prayer. Dear God, thank you so much for bringing us to life. What amazing awe that you created the entire universe with all the galaxies in the world and beyond them, which is so unknown, and our unique galaxy and solar system and the earth. And on this earth, here we have, we're living on this piece of land. We're breathing this air with recycled atoms that you also breathed more than 2,000 years ago. We're so blessed that you are incarnate and you are working through us. May you continue to bless us and bless the Christian women to really think through, use their higher consciousness, their higher thoughts, the process of discernment, the process of trusting in you and really discern their beliefs and their thoughts and emotions and interactions and just discover the joy of being alive and the joy of knowing that you are supporting us like I did, like you came into my life when I wanted to switch from psychiatry to teaching. And thank you so much for that decision and for that clarity because I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here teaching. I wouldn't be here integrating all my life and pouring my heart if it weren't for you. May you bless the Christian women and Christian professional women in such a way they will continue to bring honor to you and joy into the world. And may you be blessed, dear sister in Christ. And until next time, I say goodbye for now.